out there that's whining, complaining, stressing, bitching, just think about it. So many things to be thankful for. celebrating Thanksgiving. They killed the Indians. Little did I know they meant niggers. I'm not celebrating Christmas. That was not Jesus born day. Santa Claus is not real. all that. Do what you want. Celebrate how you want to celebrate. Make up something. Only limitations is limitations of your mind. Y'all been taking the shit way too far. Friendsgiving, <laughs> Friendsgiving, cut it out. I will make any excuse not to be around your family. <laughs> nah, you bring your friends to your fam's crib. 
sit down at the table, which is ritual. Enjoy a meal. That's it. Pour the Brugal. I know I was. <laughs> but just know this. No matter where you from, no matter what culture, no matter what religion, no matter your beliefs, no matter who you are, just remember, remember this, your family can't F with my family's cooking. I know y'all think y'all throwing down. I think y'all really doing something with your undercooked turkey. <laughs> your tofurkey. Your turkey ham. Nah, we don't want that. That nasty green bean casserole. Nah, nah, son, that ain't it. That dry Caribbean mac and cheese. The recipe you got from Nicki Minaj. What? Ensalada de Papa? Nah, son. Nah, mama. Nah. Tostones? Not gonna do it for me. Pernil? Well, we had that too, but uh. I don't have too much pork. <laughs> Self-save your show. <laughs> All right. Couple of clips. We're going to get into this book. Oh, boy. We, we out here surviving Diddy. Surviving life. I figured out along with everybody else, hopefully, that this year's Black Friday was a scam. Now that I think about it, shit probably been a scam for a few years. I don't really buy anything crazy anyway, but fact, to be honest with you, I'm the type of guy that I don't really buy things for myself a whole lot anyway, so... Yeah, that's another thing too. This year, I'm well, not only this year, but this time of year, man, it's all about giving. I suggest if you can give, no matter what it is, ain't gotta be money. It could be a time. It could be something small. Anything, man, just give. People wonder why they broke, why they're stressed. Why they can't get nothing new? Everything's recycled. Because you got to give, man. You got to give. So 
do something, go somewhere. You don't have a family, you can't cook, donate your time. Donate your time and efforts. Donate some ideas to help somebody. Give somebody an alley-oop for a, a financial opportunity, anything. Just This time is all about giving. I did go record shopping, though. <laughs> Made sure I did that. They had the, uh, what is it? Um, <laughs> conveniently, they had record store day, the day of Black Friday. Man, record store day too. Uh, yet another kind of scam. You know, this year, when it comes to like the exclusives and stuff like that, not very good this year. From what I seen, come on, a, a Limp Biscuit live album. Okay, uh, Limp Biscuit's not bad, but it's just staying in the record bin. It's just staying there. You know, it had a few things. I had got um, let's see a Michael Jackson record. bought a latin record uh this latin singer uh he's like a salsa soul singer man fantastic singer i forgot his name record i mean the music is incredible uh bought a record by a band called death yeah if you're familiar with punk music these cats were the first from my knowledge I mean, basically, they had punk going in, uh, I think, the early 70s. Early 70s, they had it jump off. I mean, it ain't really pop off until much, much later. So, yeah, great, great album, great collection of songs. Um, Also bought the Nas I Am Record Store exclusive release. Yeah, I am from, what, 1999. At the time, the album was highly, highly bootlegged, uh, which I think is on purpose. They do that to everybody. I mean, he had, it was written, which sold, which was at the time is, well, he only had two albums, but his highest selling album. And then you notice, like, usually, like, around that third album or whatever, all of a sudden, your, your music starts to leak. It's, it's happened to everybody. Definitely 50 Cent. It's, it's happened to everybody. You know, I feel like that's the, uh, the record company sabotaging you. But you know what? We, we can look, in, look into that another day. That's actually interesting. But, yeah, it was highly, highly bootlegged. So uh, I believe they said it was supposed to be a double album. Uh, double albums were big at the time. Obviously, Biggie was the last one to do it uh, in 97. So, you know, wanted to do a double album uh, with, uh, I think it's The Life and Death or whatever. A lot of those songs that got leaked ended up on the Lost Tapes. So... Pretty much this album was supposed to be the original uh, track listing for the I Am album. You know, of course, once the, the tracks got leaked, he had to replace them. So he added the uh, DMX.
song. He added the Scarface song. He added Diddy with the Hate Me Now. He's surviving Diddy still. <laughs> still surviving Diddy. We got uh, Nas is real quiet. <laughs> we survive. We out here surviving Diddy. Nas is real quiet. He spent a lot of time with Diddy. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, he just added those, uh, I guess, those those features and those songs on it. So this was supposed to be the original track listing. So they didn't release the track listing before uh, RSD Day. So I picked it up, bought it. Man, I have to admit, a little disappointed little disappointing this was not a double album this was an album worth of songs I think there's about 13 tracks on the album good tracks I mean honestly I would listen to this collection of songs before I would listen to uh, the original I Am album I, you know at the time I went crazy for it as a kid I listened to it a lot learned from it uh, a lot. It was one of my childhood records. But looking back, come on, man. I wet who you want wedded. I wet who you want wedded. Anybody can get it a favor for a favor. That is terrible. Come on, man. Come, <laughs> come on. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Do- <laughs> Dr. Knockboot. Come on, why they had to put that on there? They didn't have to do that. They really didn't have to do that. Dr. Knockboot. This this was this was a bastardized version of the Ten Crack Commandments. Nas is straight riding Biggie. Cut it out, man. Cut it out. I, I'm just saying, they could have did without that. Um, what I mean. I'm looking for the double album. I'm looking for, uh, uh, they could have put New York State of Mind Part 2 on there. I wouldn't have mind that. That was okay. Um, I'm looking for the stuff that's really unreleased, that, that's out there. You can't even find what good quality is decent, but uh, there was a skit. Um, yeah, I'm looking for like Amongst Kings. Before Amongst Kings, there was a skit. That he's like, uh, so he dies and he goes into heaven and he's he's pleading with Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, oh, I just need one more. No, let me say it. Yo, Jesus. Yo. Yo, it's ill. Yo. I need one more chance, Jesus. Come on, jungle been praying for me, son. Yo, yo, done. I, I just need one more chance. Please, I'm... I'm just, I'm just a kid from Queensbridge. Yo, it's ill out here. It's clouds and these angels. <laughs> that's how the skit went. I, I kid you not. That's how the skit went. If you can find it, look it up on YouTube. That's how the skit went. <laughs> so they forgetting some tracks, man. They forgetting Amongst Kings. They forgetting Pray. Oh, we got to, man, listen, listen. See, that's that's something I, I, I'll play a little bit of with the brave hearts. Man, listen, 
It's on now. Oh. Watch for that. Hate these. Listen, I gotta hook up the uh, YouTube Premium. Premium. Yeah, we're not doing uh, commercials here. We self savior show. We commercial free. mind doing a little bit of this yeah okay <laughs> i'm not hearing nothing since store tomorrow all, right, all we, we can do is just guess right we <laughs> want the best for tomorrow for our family for mm-hmm. our children for talk. our future but if we mm-hmm. don't get up and act like we want it mm-hmm. we gotta pray to somebody to we ain't too tough to pray oh, you right. walking around like a gangster gangsters pray thugs pray tell me something if you ain't praying where would you be today where would your mama be today how would you get here somebody pray uh-huh. for you nigga. i never thought being a man you could hang in the end Facing life with no parole or consecutive sentencing That people witnessing your co-defendant snitching Your back against the wall, your left eyes twitching Loyal ain't as usual, ADAs is a mutual Scared till your bodyguards Uchi Bali versus better than yours Cause they know I just might make a break for the door But I give it my all If I die in this struggle, don't give my mama a call Cause she always left these jewels, what goes up must fall Since I fell, dead broke, landed in jail Refused to face the facts that wifey skipped town with the bell i'm on my own now va far away from home now commonwealth state the law changes these days secret indictments got me knocking it ain't no price i can pay to get me the fuck out this shit so to a law i pray for forgiveness yes i sin and i need to be held and jail ain't a place the black man want to be killed amen i only pray when shit is fucked up i only pray when my life is looking bad luck i only uh. pray when i'm in motherfucking handcuffs Calling out to someone, somewhere. Is there anybody out there? I look up at the sky. Why do young niggas die? Listen. <laughs> Pray, I'm about to play this on Sunday. Listen. Man, where, where are these tracks? Come on. This is, I don't think, like, you don't have to pay for no samples. This sounds like original music. I could be wrong. We know rap music, but I'm just saying, like, where are these tracks? So... Yeah, it was kind of a letdown, you know. Good, good, okay collection of songs. They they threw a couple on there, you know. Sometimes I wonder. Really good song, but eh, they missing they, they missing some. So I said, I don't really buy myself much. I probably buy myself more records than I actually do of anything else. But uh, yeah, like I said, man. It's definitely a time to give, man. Give to yourself, man. Give your, give yourself something, man. Get your, treat yourself to something, man. You know, especially if you don't. Especially if you don't. So, yeah. So, let me see here. A few things. Who else? Uh, oh, Andre 3000. Three stacks. Dropped his record. They've been taking, I mean, we knew they're going to take, as soon as, as soon as people heard it's a flute album or, or whatever you call it, you know, people taking shots like, oh, Andre snapped when he went, doot, 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 
doot, doot. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> y'all gotta stop. <laughs> y'all gotta quit. Y'all gotta quit, man. So funny, but um, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm excited to hear anybody's music. Um, and and really, you can't you can't hate on it. You can't hate on it. Um, you know, the music is. I definitely feel like it's from the heart. I don't feel like it's, you know, um, I don't know. I don't, I just don't feel like there's a whole lot of, um, a whole lot of heaviness. It feels like a light record. It feels like it came from a true creative, you know, uh, point in someone's, well, actually, uh, a spontaneous creative point, you know, in someone's life. And that's usually where the best stuff comes from, you know? And, um, you know, I listened to it. I mean, just from the first track, listening to it, uh, could and you know, the first day I couldn't get through all of it. I didn't know the first track was damn near gonna be 15 minutes. But um, this is um, this is meditation music for me, no doubt. I've meditated quite a uh, a few times so far with this record, and um, you know, it just brings back old memories, you know. Uh, I see myself as a as a child, you know, um, some of the things that I remember, you know, is really, really interesting. So the music is pure. I enjoy it uh, whenever I don't want to hear that. There's, you know, plenty of times like this morning, I don't like to hear music, a whole lot of music with, you know, lyrics and suggestions. Sometimes a little I'm a little stuck, don't know what to play. Uh, jazz, jazz can do it for me, but I, I didn't really want to hear jazz. But so an album like that was actually, you know, perfect. So I actually put that on today. I do think whether it's him or his record company, they are wilding out here because I'm not spending $80 for a vinyl. I don't care if it's 180 gram. I don't care. $80 for this record is insane. It's insane. I, I bet it better come with a, a a custom, unique three stacks headband, or 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 something from the Dungeon Family home. Something because eighty dollars for a vinyl that that's criminal. That's criminal. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about that one. But I mean, I will say one thing about this project. And I only I only mentioned it to a few people, but you know, so he comes out with this uh, this uh, what do they call it binary beats, meditation, spa music. So he he drops this, but we all know that everyone is anticipating an Andre three thousand album uh like a rap album or a hey ya album <laughs> like he did on the love below or whatever just something you know to to kind of hang your hat on and he drops this and he's like well i don't have any raps what am i supposed to rap about i i i'm 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 of a certain age what am i supposed to rap about my 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 checkups 
washing my clothes in the laundromat. I'm like, is he copping out? Or, or what is this? Because correct me if I'm right or wrong, but this man has made plenty of cameos, probably an album worth of cameos from let's say now or let's say from the last outcast album up to now he's done many of tracks they still say that the the uh, killer mike and audrey 3000 track which is unreleased it sounds amazing and whatever i'm not really a big fan of killer mike so i i really don't care but he's another idiot but that's a whole nother story for another day. But I'm saying, you've been rapping since. I mean, the last, yo, the last great Andre 3000 verse that I heard was, ooh, listen, nah, I, I can, <laughs> I could, I could play it better than I could show you. I could play it better than I could show you. Come on now. You dropping, you, you dropping stuff like this. I'm not trying to hear you. I'm not trying to hear your excuses. No, no. Pull over, turn your hazards on. Light something, drink something, smoke something. Almost died. Go help us. Hey, Miss Donda, you running to my mama, please tell her I said say something. I'm starting to believe ain't no such thing as heaven's trumpets. No after over, this is it done. If there's a heaven, you would think they let you speak to your son. Maybe she has in the form of a baby's laugh. I heard passing by in a stroller reminding me, hey, keep rolling. Oh, no. Maybe she has with the prick of a blade of grass. I've been laying on way too long. Got me itchy. Got up and roamed a little more. Miss Donda, you see my mama. Tell her I'm lost. You see, she'd always light a cigarette. We talk. I would cough. Exaggerating a little bit so she get the point. Trying to get her to stop smoking. I would lead and fire up a joint till I quit. Started back up again. 20 years later. We don't want to hear no flute albums. Thought I was crazy, my mom, she ain't cut no corners, got me back on track. I don't miss her overstepping, but do miss her showing seven civilian life shit. Uh, Miss Donda, see my mama whisper her this. The real reason I was geeked to go to church was confess. When y'all grown-ups would be in Bible study, that girl helping me with my homework, her and I were fucking so pure and perverted, so spirit spinning and dirty, so on, so on and so on. We hope that no Does this sound like a guy that don't have raps? And to this day, I think her mama knew, but let us explore. Miss Donda, you see my father, please ask him why. He never married, always smiled, but was he happy inside? Because I carry my mother's name, did he carry shame with him? I'm sure she did it out of spite, was her decision at birth. She she probably would hurt. Ah, oh, poor baby, two young people with different views, a lot for a young lady. No coincidence, they both passed away from heart conditions. There's a dissidence at play, dad and mom do hard to vid. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. Does this sound like a man that don't have nothing to rap about? Let, let's stop this. 
Nah. All the stuff he's talking about with rapping. Oh, what am I? No, I'm not buying it. He's been rapping since. How many tracks has he been on? So, I'm saying is... You've been rapping ever since. Until you drop this album. You say you have... you say you're going to drop this album. Everybody's anticipating a more modern rap or R&B or a whole fusion album. And you give them this. Is this perverting expectations? Is this artist perverting expectations? I'm asking. I'm not saying what it is. I'm just asking. Is this what it is? I can see that point. Is this bait and switch marketing? I, I get it. I get it. I know he announced that it's a flute album. I know he did. I get it. Before it came out, I, I, I'm getting it. But is this bait and switch marketing? I'm asking. Yeah, I don't know, but it's. I think it's interesting to think about, and you know, I, I'll take this. I'll take the music because you can't hate on the music. At the end of the day, it's pure. But you know, I mean, hearing tracks like "Life for the Party" and I'm, and then I'm sure there's others that I've forgotten about through the years. But come on, bruh, you can rap. Let, let's stop this. So what? Nas proved that you can go into your 50s and still rap at a high level, especially at a time when nobody cares about bars. Let's be for real, man. I smell a cop out. Speaking, okay, let, let's get all this. Let's, well, this is pretty much going to be, yeah, this is going to be a whole music episode. This is going to be a music episode because, well, partly because with Diddy, we're not going to really talk about too much music, but the next contestant on the Summer Jam screen, I believe last episode, I believe we talked about Lauren Hill and my... In my uh, experiences with that. say here uh okay she's announcing that the remaining tour dates will be rescheduled as she recovers from strained vocals 
Did those strained vocals come from yelling at the sound man because he can't get it right to your liking? Is that why? Look like it to me. Waving your arms for three, four, five songs. You you shouldn't be you you shouldn't be rescheduling tour dates because of, of strained vocals. It should be because of a broken arm. How you waving your arm at the sound man when he don't care? What does she say here? I like to start this off by saying how much I've enjoyed being on the road and how much I appreciate all the fans who have come out. Yet yeah, the fans that she's saving their souls, as she claims. <laughs> Fans who have come out to celebrate this incredible milestone anniversary, history-making reunion with us. Being able to tour this album to sold-out crowds after 25 years has been an emotional experience. I love sharing the stage again with Wyclef and Praz. Oh, Praz? Oh, oh, the guy that should be under the dam in federal prison for treason? He should be in federal prison for the rest of his life for treason. Okay, yeah, that prize. Uh, the return of the Fugees has been powerful and amazing. Those who've witnessed it can testify. Yeah. <laughs> the tour itself reminds us. Okay, I'm not reading all of this. Who, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, I, I don't care. Personally, uh... Yeah, maybe maybe she's maybe she's taking time to get reprogrammed, you know, hook up them electrodes. Yeah, maybe she's in a, a ECT. Maybe she has some ECT appointments. She has to, uh, you know, quick rehab real quick, you know, quick, quick programming real quick. So she got to go away. I tell you what. I tell you what, interesting that she brings it up. 25 years of the miseducation of Lauryn Hill album. 25 years of the miseducation. And you know what? Something popped up and I forgot about. Oh, I for really, really forgot about this. Let me find it real quick. So while I'm finding it, I don't know if anybody is familiar with the name Robert Glasper. Now, if you're not familiar with the name of Robert Glasper, Robert Glasper is a piano player. He's a jazz piano player. I believe he, he played in church first. And then through that, he got into jazz music. He got with um, just great musicians um, or any band that he was in. Just, I mean, fantastic musicians. Um, he was with, uh, man, I forgot the bass player. Shame on me. Um, all right, this is going to. This is going to get on my nerves. I don't find this. Uh...
Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Band members, Derek Hodge. Okay, he was, excuse me, Derek Hodge was the bass player. Derek Hodge, fantastic, fantastic bass player, fantastic composer. Uh, who else is in the group? Uh, Casey Benjamin. Um, he's on the uh, vocoder. Um, was it Mark Kohlenberg? Okay, I'm not. Okay, he's the uh, the drummer. Just I'm listen. Any group he's in, fantastic. When it comes to the jazz music, even now, just fantastic. So, uh, people know Robert Glasper today because he did the whole Black Radio, Black Radio Two. I think there's even a three. I mean, basically, he's branched off into R and B music, which. You know what? Get your money. Get your money. Jazz doesn't sell. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I have his jazz albums. Classic, classic albums. But now he's broken into R&B. And quite frankly, eh, not my thing. I mean, (laughs) you know, I can't tell nobody what to do, but. I wish this brother would just really go back to his roots because I mean this this whole R&B thing is a bit oversaturated. Um yeah, Jill Scott, uh, okay, whatever. But so his power is really in jazz. His 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 power is really in jazz music and performing that. Um but he talked about Lauren Hill and I found this clip and I forgot about it just popped up so we talk about the miseducation lauren hill album 25 years and he was a part of it oh actually i think he might have been a part of the tour or what have you but you know what i'm gonna let i'm gonna let him speak for it i'm gonna let him speak on it in japan she's holding auditions in the hotel in the ballroom for her band He's talking about Lauren. Damn, that's Lauren Crackhead Hill. Gangster, right? That's yeah. super gangster. <laughs> Lauren Hill, a gangster. Crack like, excuse me. <laughs> Not crackhead, crack like. Sorry. Super gangster, and nothing's wrong. Like, the bands are good. She gets the best musicians. The bands are always good. She just has a thing. I don't know what it is, but it's a thing. So anyway, anyway. So the last rehearsal, they come, they go around to everybody like, y'all cool with that? We're cutting pay in half. You cool? You basically like, if you're not cool, you can leave. I didn't need that gig. I'm making money on my own. I have my own career at that time. I'm like, well, I was eating a beef patty. I never forget it. I was eating a beef patty. And I was like, when I finish, when I finish my beef patty, I'm going home. So y'all can do what y'all need to do. <laughs> but look, I'm the principal piano. I'm the piano. I'm the piano player. I'm the principal piano player. I know they need me. Right. The gig's tomorrow. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going home. I walk out. The manager runs. And first of all, before she even came in, my the MD, my friend, was like, just so you know, don't look her in the eye. Call her Miss Hill. So these be rumors be true. Don't look her in the eye? <laughs> who who she thinks she is? Michael Jackson? MJ? Cut it. All right. That's 100% true. Don't look her in the eye. Don't look in the eye. And you have to call her Miss Hill. Don't look in the eye. So in one of the days in rehearsal, she was like, uh, Robert, I need you to blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, Lauren. 
respect, I respect. Respect, respect. You know what I mean? You don't. You can't come into a situation, especially when you've already stolen all of my friends' music. Miseducation was made by great <laughs> musicians and producers oh, that I know. Oh, Lord. Go ahead. What you talking about? Let us speak. You know what I mean? I want to know more. She jacking. You feel me though? You got a big Robert. You know she gonna hear this. One hundred percent. Okay. I can hear less. This show is known for getting people. I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't care. Oh my Because nothing I'm saying is a lie. Point the lie. Point to me where the lie is. Then we can have a conversation. But if she looks at it, it's very true. It's one hundred percent true. Yeesh. That's why they got their money. Didn't, didn't you know, know what I mean? Didn't know this was going to be a controversial interview. Yo, Robert so, Black. hey, and that's, hey. That's why she rearranges the music on the tour, right? Yes, all, all kinds of stuff. But, wow. Jacking music. 25 years of jacking music. That one album. Oh, man. I really enjoyed this clip because it, it kind of paints a picture kind of paints a picture. I really thought this was funny, man. So she's canceled the tour. Strained vocals. From the bottom of my heart, Miss Hill. Get, get better. Get better, queen. Get better. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. You know what? In fact, okay, I mentioned MJ. Yeah, let let's let's listen to a real artist. Let's let's listen to somebody that's not jacking music from other musicians. Somebody that has had his own music in his mind. Somebody that took music in his mind, told producers what he wanted, and they did it. He made Teddy Riley look half decent. Quincy Jones lazy ass he made Quincy look like a legend talking about MJ the gloved one the glitter one Michael Jackson man I tell you what can I say look it I, I'll buy a used Michael Jackson record it wasn't thriller it wasn't uh off the wall it wasn't nothing of that um it was a, a compilation album. I like the picture. It had uh, him holding the dove, and he had that uh, bell pepper nose. That that's see that's the MJ we like. We like all the MJs, but that one was special. He was special. By the way, Teenage Mike needs more. He needs more credit. Teenage Mike was incredible. Incredible. I was just talking with a friend of mine who. This man is talking about how, man, what, what did this guy, this guy has the, he has the most extreme opinions on things. We sitting here talking about off the wall or thriller. So one night I can't even, I can't sleep. I had, uh, went to sleep early. I woke up late at night and he hits me with, uh, hold up.
Oh, okay. Oh, that's what he hit me with. He hit me with this clip. This raggedy ass clip. Every newspaper the next day, you Howard Howard Stern. I I don't like this guy at all. Right, and that gives you more credibility. Know what? Fuck Howard Stern, by the way. Uh, were you a fan of his music? I didn't like it. I, I like it. They're talking about Michael. Talking about Michael Jackson. Have you ever danced the beat of Billy Jean? Never. Did you ever see me dance? You've never danced the way I am. You can't dance? Dance. Told you. You got white man's disease. First nigga that ever. He ain't tell me shit, but go ahead. Show me that Thriller is not a classic album. It's only classic in sales. Not classic. <laughs> this is what he sent me. Thriller is not a classic album. Thriller was an incredible album, but to me, it's all off the wall. I've been asking people here and there, you know, which one they think. Uh, I had this uh, this older brother that I work with. He broke it down. I mean, he knew the years. He knew uh, the labels. He knew the history. And basically, he was like, well, Off The Wall is kind of more of a soulful mic, you know, which, it, once again, it's all about what you prefer. Thriller would be the kind of superstar mic, where Off The Wall is more of the you know, the soulful party. You know, we know Mike was up in uh, Studio 54 watching, watching the clubs, watching the, uh, the cocaine, watching the cocaine fly up in the air, you know, all that stuff. You know, he was there. So he wanted to take that kind of that kind of feeling and put it in a record. And boy, did he. So, yeah, to me, I'm more of a, an off-the-wall guy. Um, you can play both albums. Um, you know, you, you can't beat songs like um, um, Human Nature. Come on. This is Thriller we talking about. He says, I definitely enjoy Invincible more than I do Thriller. Somebody shoot this nigga. <laughs> Somebody drop a bomb. Drop a bomb on his car. It's insane. Okay, Elizabeth with uh, uh, Dark Child. Dark Child did Invincible. He's out there uh, uh, sampling sounds from a junkyard and banging on trash cans and door handles and shit. But Invincible over Thriller... Niggas, just people just say anything. <sighs> All right. Yeah, he enjoys Invincible much more than Thriller. What can I say? What can I say after that? Listen, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I just don't agree. Oh, <laughs> that brings me to this. <laughs> let's let's play this in uh and shows Mike incredible um, vocal ability. I found these. These are incredible, man. You start to breathe. 
start to freeze. You start to freeze. You start to freeze. You start to freeze. As Robin looks you right in the eyes. Thriller. trying not to get out of my chair but all the while but all the while open This man's vocal ability is, it's, it's unearthly. Hate it or love it. This is, there's nothing that, it's nothing like this. Hold up. Okay, same shit, but you get it. Okay, one more thing, one more thing before we get into the uh, Diddy portion. Diddy, Diddy Daddy, Papa Diddy Pop. Before we get into that, I got <laughs> one more thing. <laughs> oh, this is funny. Okay, so <laughs> this came out. <laughs> these these uh, screen tests had came out with most deaf, aka Yasin Bay, and Nas, <laughs> with them both auditioning for paid in full. Oh boy. Oh boy. 
Oh man. So okay. The cl this clip is is short. So basically, it's their audition. Okay, so there's music with this too. There's music. Hold up, hold up. There's music with this too. So uh, I don't know why they added music. I wish they didn't, but whatever. You ace, right? Yo, this the new forfeit, the new forfeiting. Yo, this shit got the dual gold rims with the gold and sitting out front. Got the 12 on the hood, right? Yeah, you living, nigga. Yeah, you living. That's what I'm talking about, nigga. Damn. <laughs> All right, that was not. That was not, obviously. So this is the scene. If he was in the movie, which he was going for uh, Cameron's. Um, all right, so so Nas is auditioning for Rico's part and paid in full, which Cam end up uh, winning. If if Nas is in paid paid in full, we would have been seeing Belly too. Yo, let's go to Africa. the The water was bluer, the air was cleaner. It was oatmeal for everybody. Word, word. So, so this is the scene he would have been in me. Stop. What's happening? Ace, right? Huh? Yeah, no doubt, baby. It's navy blue beamer, huh? Yeah. Doing yeah. your thing, man. Cool BBS's, 87. Yeah. 87 joint, huh? Word. Hey, yo, man, I'm Mitch's man, B. <laughs> That's the scene, pretty much. The girl is a part of my chain. Part of my game, car getting washed in the rain. <laughs> yo, Cam is the illest. Cam is the greatest, yo. All right. <laughs> Next up, Yasin Bay, most deaf, whatever he wants to be today. Hot right now, bro. You hot right now. Come on, man. You just got out. Police is all over you. He's all over you. He's out here, man. Tell me, why are you telling me that, man? Ain't even about that, bro. All you gotta do is lay low, man. That's it. Lay low, and that's all you got. He's hot right now, bro. Most deaf can act. Most can act. I mean, he plays some weird characters sometimes, but he can act. But this is what the scene would have been. You hot. I'm hot. Yeah, nigga, you hot. You just got out the joint. You understand what I'm saying? The cops are watching you. Yes, you hot. Come on, hey, what you taking for, man? And your man Mitch just got out of jail. Did you schooling him like this, too? I don't have to do that with him, man. You you just need to just lay low, man. That's all you got to do. I'm hooking you up. How's you hooking me up? You hot. So, <laughs> so I, most could have most could have played it. I would I would have definitely uh I would have probably gave it to most. Um story story has it that after Nas finished or either during his audition, no, actually during his audition, Dame Dash was he was watching the whole uh he was overseeing the auditions as well. 
think this is a part Rockefeller production as well, but um, he literally laughed at Nas, like outwardly laughed. Somebody needs to ask Dame these questions. We need to know, did you laugh at Nas during his audition? I could see him doing that. I, I, I could definitely see him. Dame was so cocky back in the day. Man. Definitely a cocky guy, man. Paid in full. Classic movie, man. Classic. Let's talk about surviving Puff Daddy. I think I've heard just about everything you could hear about Diddy's antics. People feel free in bunches to talk about this man in any way they want without any type of repercussions. Oh, they're free to say whatever they want. And I'll give um, I'll give somebody like Gene Dill credit. Gene Dill was Puffy's uh, bodyguard for many years. I will give him credit because he's been talking about Puffy. He's been talking about what he possibly knew before Biggie's murder. Um, He's talking about his history. They've been around each other for many years. So this man is going to see things. He's going to know things. He was his, uh, his trusted bodyguard. You know, if there's anybody that knows something, it's them damn bodyguards and them damn maids. They know everything that's going on in the house. But anyway, so I give Gene Deal credit, but everybody's coming out the woodwork talking about Puff now. They all got stories. Uh, what he's he's he had to step down as chairman of Revolt, I believe. Now, uh. He had some kind of a, some kind of deal with uh, these universities or a university. He's he has to step down from that. They're separating from that. Uh, Macy's are taking Sean John out to stores. My question is: Is this man no longer protected? Obviously, there's power behind him that has insulated him and protect him and protected him for so long you just couldn't talk crazy about puff i mean puffy got wendy williams fired puffy got Wind- wendy williams kicked off of wbls and i'm sure she wasn't the only one i'm sure he got a whole lot of other people fired beat up if he didn't do the damn beating up his himself, <laughs> fucking hold up. Um, beat up Steve Stout. 
I mean, what? Hold up. I'm looking at all this alleged things that um, he's done. I don't know if I. Uh, I'm like, where did half of this stuff come from? I think he 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 slapped J Cole. <laughs> he hung Wale or his bodyguards <laughs> at Puffy's request. Hung Wale out the <laughs> a studio window. I'm like, they just. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> allegedly now, allegedly, Diddy has dislocated. Drake's shoulder over zero to a hundred feet. <laughs> he slapped J. Cole for taking up for, for Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> we gotta confirm that one. <laughs> he blew up Kid Cuddy's car for dating Cassie. Now this I believe Cuddy is in legal documents talking, talking about the whole Thing with Cassie and, and all of this so I, I do believe that one uh dislocating Drake's shoulder I do believe he probably beat up Drake as well he tried to pour a drink on Kendrick Lamar because of his control verse saying he's the king of NY <laughs> damn I don't remember Kendrick saying that in the song maybe he did maybe he didn't but damn he spilled the drink on Kung Fu Kenny. That's crazy, man. Puff is a wild guy, bro. This guy is different. He's different. Oh, okay. I know where that came from. Wait a minute. All right. Anyway, uh, I'm getting all these damn alerts. Let me turn this down. Shit is just acting okay so anyway like I'm saying people feel free now to come out the woodwork um you got um Illuminati's trying to distract me. All right, enough. Okay. Now you got Mark Curry, former bad boy artist. He had that one song, uh, what is it, Bad Boys for Life. He's on that. I guess he never really popped off like he thought he would, but he's on Bad Boys for Life. He's talking. Apparently, he wrote a book, which... I look forward to reading, but this is what he's saying. Do it once or twice, you get over, you don't, first you're not supposed to put your hands on a woman's way I was raised. And the only person that really put their hands on women really is people who have men who have feminine traits. So, you know, it really takes a coward to put his hands on a woman. So, you know, a man is so strong enough, we can just walk away. You don't, you, you can, you can do, it's so many different things that you can do other than get upset, put your hands on a woman. But that comes from a man who's not quite a, a grown man. It's still a boy, like a bad boy. I agree. I agree like a bad boy. I agree. I agree. I mean, definitely takes a lesser a lesser man uh, put his hands on a woman 
like he does. So next clip. A lot of people been partying with Puff. A lot of clips. A lot of clips coming out with the people. Because now we 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 kind of knew for years now, but now we really know what's going on at these parties. When they talk about, oh, I'm partying with Puff. I've been partying with Puff. We know what that consists of now. Of course, you have the fabulous, well, yeah, we partied. But nah, if you've been hanging around Puff for a few days alone, oh, we know you've been partying. Axe Game, he'll tell you. And working with you also? Yeah, Puff. I was running around with Puff uh, for a minute, but we was just uh, we was just partying, man. Puff we, liked to party. We um, just, so that's basically we all just, we did. I think I think the whole the few times I was running around with D Mac and Puff, uh, we just did a bunch of partying. We might have went to the studio once or twice, but I don't think I didn't get to record nothing. I was just, you know. Okay. Wasn't Puffy interested in, in working with you also? Yeah, Puff. I was running around with Puff uh, for a minute, but we was just uh, we was just partying, man. Puff liked to party. Just partying. Okay. Gene Deal. Gene Deal. Gene Deal been talking this for a long time now. He also wrote a book, which I look forward to reading. Gene Dills has continued to speak his mind. Just in the instant when people got it confused when I said uh, when he was in a room with Sarah and her girlfriend and he had Ja Rule and him in the room. Uh-oh. Yo. Uh-oh. I didn't know they was doing anything freaky ja. until Ja came out ja. and said, yo, y'all didn't want to be in there because there's a lot of freaky things going on. So... I guess that was one of those freak off sections. <laughs> freak off. But other That's than what that, freak off. I couldn't say anything. And you knew and Diddy. And at one point, you and him was real cool. Do you believe everything she's saying about these freak off sessions? Listen, that girl went through some tumultual that she never thought that she would ever have <laughs> to go tumultual. through being in the music business. <laughs> and, and, All right. He saw Ja. Nas is real quiet right now. So is Jay. I was in one of those uh, exotic bookstores with him. I saw this dude pick up butt plugs. Oh. <laughs> oh. And that's the first time I ever seen some shit like that. Bruh. I was in. I wasn't ready. One of those <laughs> uh, exotic bookstores with him. <laughs> I saw this dude pick up butt plug oh no oh no and oh no 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 oh no 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 
no, 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 no. All right, let's let's move on. Oh, one more, one more. Uh, <laughs> this came of him, him, um, boy, giving giving his uh his his head choreog- choreographer. Boy, he was giving this chick the the. He was looking at her like, bitch, you wanna die? Ooh, boy. Lorianne Gibson, keeping me free. Just today. Okay, Lori Lori Ann Gibson is the name of the choreographer. Keeping me free. Just today. Why was it just today? Because that was the test. And they had eight hours, and they were better when they left. No, 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 no. I thought when I left home, Ted, I thought you had her coming in earlier from today. I wasn't today. No, I heard that you had her from this weekend, I thought you told me. Huh? This is the first time we could get her, get her in. Okay, but then I told you to give me another choreographer. Because right now, you want me to make a cut? I can't make a cut on guys learning a routine in one day. I didn't really know it was today. I wouldn't have been able to learn all that in one day. Yes, you would have. Baby, girl, that ain't what I said to do with my show, though, man. Uh-oh. So I'm cutting based Uh-oh. on not having what I asked for. Ooh. I asked for them to be dancing throughout the weekend. Damn. <laughs> Puff don't... You don't play, man. And I think we, and this is kind of where the, uh, an occult perspective comes in because as I'm listening to all of this stuff that, uh, when you listen to what Cassie, when you read the legal paperwork and you, and you, um, and you hear what she's been through and especially when you hear what Kim Porter has it has has gone through with her uh cell phone and her home being bugged there was cameras in there um the abuse uh, if we want to say alleged fine we could say alleged but Puffy allegedly breaking her nose she had she had to get a nose job and you know just years and years of this stuff this is not coming from a, dom- a domestic abuse type of thing where, you know, oh, Puff was, you know, raised with an abusive father and he grew up and no, 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 no. This is not that. All of this, all of these things you hear is all about mind control. I'm listening to all of this. And it reminded me of a book. And it was a book that was edited by Bobby Hemmick. The great Titan. Brother Bobby Hemmick. He edited a book called Melanin People. How to Eat and Devour the Energy. Luciferians reveal their secrets. Now, this, in my opinion, is a must read. You're not going to find a copy of it. You're not going to find a physical copy of it. You can only find, I believe you can only find it on PDF. Now, if you can find a physical somewhere, great. Congratulations. But probably one of the most fascinating books 
and it really um it really helped resolve a lot of the 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 questions that you that i had as far as why how who all of these things is going on this hollywood stuff this music stuff especially behind the scenes things so i'm saying we can't look at puff like he's a regular old guy because he's not we have to look at these people as if they were either born or initiated in a a system that promotes this type of behavior that promotes this behavior to control to groom a victim control a victim but more importantly to basically take and devour their energy to sustain themselves this is the stuff that's going on this is why you have all of these artists who basically have had their time in the sun they just kind of fade away and they end up in some kind of cult what what didn't uh what's his name um flavor in your ear craig mack didn't he end up in some christian cult like um 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 yeah basically some christian cult organization he was in we all know biggie's dead we all know for puff to rise basically biggie had to die and i'm not saying that's why biggie did die but after he died it was the rise of puff daddy so i mean look at how uh uh what's his name uh whoa whoa that's whoa every time i'm in step up in the club saying whoa whatever however it go uh, what's his name? I More so, I rip guitar so I live the fast life. Come through in the park slow like whoa. My nigga, like dough, like dro, nitro, my flow, nice clothes, like whoa. Then he died. I think he died a, a, a terrible death. But to us, that might be terrible. But to these type of people, this is an, 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 an energy devouring opportunity. That's all it is. It's just an opportunity to transmute this energy into whatever they want to, to stay young, to stay, um, to stay uh, in the limelight, to stay rich, all of these things. Listen, we're we going to read a little bit. We ain't going to, this book is not long. This book is not long at all. I got a lot of highlights. This is not just about Puffy. This is not just about Hollywood. This is not just about the music industry. This is about everyday life. This is about you. This is about me. This is about everybody on the planet and how we're caught up. And in, in, in when you come down here in physical reality, 
when you're born here on the planet Earth, <laughs> you are automatically in a system of devourment. I, I need y'all to hear this. I, I, I need you to hear this. When you are born here, you are in a system of, you are in a food chain devourment system. Dog eat dog. Everything, everything, <laughs> big bank, <laughs> big bank take little bank. And you're going to, and listen, we're going to go more in depth. As I read this, you're going to see this whole system of devourment and, and, and what a lot of these people are involved in. The only thing that they choose to devour at its highest level is human energy. Oh boy. Listen, <laughs> y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. Listen, Luciferianism. Luciferianism can be understood in part as a philosophical and spiritual extension of eating and consuming. When compassion, empathy, and conscience are killed, then devouring and consuming can swell proportionately. When the impediments to personal power acquisition are removed, then devouring the life energies of other beings becomes easy. So when you take away, so when a Cassie and a, uh, for, for instance, and a Leah to some degree, um, all of these young people that come into the music industry, when you come in there and they're so-called and you're being groomed, <laughs> I don't want to mention R. Kelly in this. Please don't make me mention R. Kelly. But, okay, he's a part of it, too. He's just a cog in a wheel. He ain't no boss. But when these people are being groomed within the industry, it's imperative that you take away their morality. You take away their foundation that their parents gave them that their community that they grew up with that their community gave them you take away all this lessons and you have to replace it with obviously something else something that's more moldable something that's pliable something that something that can be controlled so you taking away someone's personal power so they can now be controlled now. So in their minds, I become stronger as you become weaker. I absorb strength as yours flows into me. I become capable of this because I do not experience your pain 
Puff don't experience no pain to Cassie. He knocked that bitch in the head and he don't experience her pain. He revels in it. I don't care about your loss. And I feel no remorse or regret about using, abusing, and even devouring you. This is how they get down. Oh, this is a whole, oh, this is a whole different world. This is a whole different world. But is it very different? Is it different? Nah, it's not a different world. Because this is something we deal with in everyday life. But let's continue. Read. On the contrary, <laughs> I've become to love your suffering and pain. And, and I use it to help me rise up the hierarchy of devouring. Your pain refreshes and empowers me by devouring your energy and, and vitality. I can rise with joy, euphoria, and ecstasy to become pure. This is what goes on in these people's minds. We know, uh, I believe Puff's, um, Puff was under a few people. He was under Andre Harrell. Andre Harrell helped him get initiated into this. As he's going up, he's been in, um, what's that other, uh, man, I forgot his name. Um, Clyde Davis. Yes. Clive. We know, we know Clive is, is he's, he's over a lot of people. He's over Puff. We know he done aid some of this probably allegedly initiated him into the higher, um, hierarchies. So this is where it's kind of talking about everyday life. Excuse me. We all devour. Luciferians and non-Luciferians alike. Like it or not, we all are part of a food chain. Luciferians simply accept this fact and enthusiastically expand their range of food possibilities from plants and animals to humans and even to God or we should say your concept of God oh yeah listen <laughs> listen I want to read that again I'm gonna read it just regular I'm gonna read that again because I yo I, I need y'all to hear this I need you to hear this we all devour Luciferians and non-Luciferians alike. Like it or not, we are all part of a food chain. Luciferians simply accept the fact and enthusiastically expand the range of food possibilities from plants, animals, to humans, and even to God. So they're saying we all devour. We're all devouring something. We're all devouring life. Everybody, everyone on this planet, everything is a devourer. 
insects eating insects devouring other insects yep man i remember we seen this uh this ant documentary in school boy these ants came in and swept the whole damn forest the whole jungle clean took everything took everything it'll go into a termite's nest kill all the termites and then take the babies to be devoured animal animal protein meats beef pork you're killing another animal you're devout you're killing another animal a living creature to eat you are a devourer you're a part of this food chain you not getting away from it oh i i i eat I'm a, a pescatarian or whatever, a pescapalian or whatever that is. You just taking food, you just taking living creatures out of the water, out of the sea. Shrimp, clams, crab, big ass snow crab legs. Where do you think that came from? You're a devourer. Oh, you vegans. You vegans is not getting away neither. Y'all not getting away from this. Plants are alive. Chlorophyll is their blood. They need sun. You're eating things that are alive. Y'all, <laughs> and most of y'all don't even need to be vegans. Your, your hair's breaking off. Your teeth is going rotten. Your skin is blotched. Y'all need some meat. Eat a burger. For the for the love of Pete, eat eat some beef ribs. Y'all not getting away from this. Plants are alive. Y'all just working your way down the food chain. Y'all just working your way down the food chain. But no no matter how far you go, you will still be a part of it, and you will still devour. These Luciferians though, they choose. They choose to devour on a high level. What's the highest thing on planet Earth? What's the highest form of light? On What's the highest form of energy on planet Earth? It's you and I, human beings. Well, some of us is human, but it's just a whole nother story. But it's human energy. This is what they choose to devour. Oh, but we we gonna get into detail. We we getting there. We getting there. All human beings are devourers. We eat other living things. Billions of domesticated animals come into existence apparently for the sole purpose of our devouring. No matter whom or why. No matter whom or why. Y'all y'all go into the truck and you getting the glizzy with onions you devouring our meat sources of often living conditions of abject misery have y'all seen these chicken plants have y'all seen these hog farms or excuse me these hog warehouses or whatever they are I mean just first of all they smell terrible I mean, this is this is savagery, 
savagery at its finest. So now they say, oh, it's cage free now. And then raise the price $2. <laughs> anyway, our meat sources are often live in conditions of abject misery and are then coldly and, effect and efficiently transformed into food. We shovel other beings, both plant and animal, into our mouths without much reflection on their suffering. We are devourers. And ours is the world dominated by hierarchy of devouring. You in a food chain. You in a human food chain. And you're at the top of it. You're in a food chain and humans are at the top of it. I have a question. Quick question. What God makes a reality of other living things that have to exist within a food chain where you have to devour something innocent to survive. I'm not here to answer that, but maybe we might answer that by the time this is over. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Okay, this is what I thought was interesting. Was uh, interesting as well. Um, the term "hierarchy of devouring" came to me from Charles Templeton. He is now a well-known author, but used to be an aspiring preacher. Apparently, he had been quite good at it, packing halls in Toronto and sharing the billing with preachers like Billy Graham. Eventually, he became an atheist and publicly articulated why he no longer believed in God. Okay, I'm glad I mentioned that because here we go. He said he could no longer believe in God in a God who would create a hierarchy of devouring. By, by this, he meant the entire structure of life on this planet, which is apparently built on one command. You eat or die. What y'all going to do? You going to eat that burger? You going to eat that plant? Because you eat or you die. Which one? You, you, you not just going to drink water. You were part of this. And they saying basically this man literally became an atheist because all he did was ask himself a question. How can a guy create a hierarchy of devouring. That's a simple question. And depending on who you are and your faith and your beliefs, it's not an answer that one would like to face. <laughs> Interesting. Big animals eat smaller ones. They in turn eat the smaller animals and so on down the simplest forms of life. At the top of the heap, at least for now, are humans. Yeah, at least for now. We are at the top because we are excellent devourers. The heart and the pulse of life, said Templeton, is built around cruelty and power. Just watch a deer being eaten alive by wolves, its eyes screaming in pain while the entrails pours all over the frozen grass. Templeton asks how any god could 
could allow and even reward such cruelty. If God is father, then what kind of parent would submit his children to such barbarity? No, don't question God. You can't question God. Nigga, are you listening? Are you hearing what this man is? He's just asking simple questions. Great questions. Simple questions. Templeton's insight into the dark side of of Darwinian survival caused him to question and eventually lose his faith. What right does any one being have to devour another one? How could a supposedly compassionate God sanction such a hierarchical system of devouring? The system of devouring is not limited to to the animal world. Large corporations devour and consume smaller ones. Large nation states devour the resources of less powerful ones. On a personal level, human beings constantly consume the emotional, intellectual energies of others. We see this. We see this at work. We see this in social gatherings. We see these these energetic vampires that are always in your face trying to debate you, trying trying to gaslight you. Be be wary of these people. These are energy devourers. And you don't have to be an energy devourer to be. You don't have to be in a cult to be an energy devourer. You don't have to be in a cult or a secret society to be an energetic vampire. A lot of people are like this naturally. The strong devour the weak, not only physically, but emotionally, financially, socially, psychologically and even spiritually and of course we know okay okay I was about to mention this um Darwin confided this obvious truth for biological science yes he did where he did the um uh survival of the fittest also he did the whole uh, the evolution, how we all have this this. Well, first of all, it's a theory that hasn't been proven, and it, it is definitely a bunch of BS. How we all have a common ancestor, which is a, a damn ape, allegedly. Come on, we need to stop this. We we really do. <laughs> it's it's a theory that still hasn't been proven yet. A theory that hasn't been proven yet. They teach this in school. I'm pretty sure we learned about this. No, I'm 100% sure we learned about this in school. How are y'all teaching theories? Where's the facts? How we all have a common ancestor. Now, the only commonality there is with people is that we, we do have a commonality and it's not apes. But we come from the same out of the same source of energy. We come from the same source of energy. What they call it, uh, the 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 Chinese call it chi, Japanese call it ka, or or excuse me, no, I'm sorry, ki. They call it ki. Um, the Polynesians call it mana. Uh, um, 
you can go on uh um the uh the the indians uh not, not the feather the dot head they call it a hum uh prana we all come out of the source the main source of energy that's our commonality not no damn ape darwin darwin is clearly <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> he was definitely no doubt a part of uh, a secret uh, secret societies that are staring that are basically dumbing down people to where we are today people really do believe in this evolution they really do believe that the fish jumped out of the water and then this happened and then the apes came about apes started talking and then here's the fire and oh come on bruh come on anyway <laughs> let's see here what else um Okay, let's talk about these so-called Luciferians. So-called Luciferians. Now, in their case, they're using Lucifer or Luciferian as for for their sinister, uh, for their sinister deeds and their sinister way of life. But we should know that you know Lucifer um, correlates with Lightbringer one who is enlightened so this says um ooh, oh yeah somebody says oh lucifer uh, lucifer satan the devil people think that these things are all the same but they're not there is a difference between all of it but anyway luciferians however not only acknowledge the, the devouring hierarchy but embrace it their myths celebrate the successful predator and devourer on all levels of the physical hierarchy and an emotional, cognitive, and spiritual hierarchies as well. Their symbols reflect fascination with the power of the predator. See, this is how they're approaching things. They're not approaching this thing as no regular individual they they approaching this as a predator they looking to devour <laughs> in the worst way <laughs> luciferians want to develop the predator the predator skills excuse me the predatory skills attitudes and beliefs which can deliver an advantage on the real cutting edge of competition their heroes and mentors are all successful predators okay their heroes and mentors are all successful predators clive davis is a predator he was down there he was down there at that Grammy party, at his at his Grammy party, above in that hotel, in the hotel, uh, 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 all those floors up. You had Whitney Houston dead in a bathtub, in there, damn there, probably for hours, and on 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 the, on the top floors and underneath the parties going on, and they knew Whitney was dead, and the door was open. Who knows what kind of rituals or what kind of 
things were going on in that room. Who knows? And you would think, man, Whitney Houston, my my artist that I signed at a young age, who I know well, I know her family. She's dead in a bathtub. And the party still goes on? Man, this is, this is, listen, this is devouring. <laughs> this is devouring. Their heroes and mentors are all successful predators. All of them. Jay-Z had uh, Lior Cohen, the Israeli. He's another devourer. He brought Jay in, teaching Jay how to work his way up the food chain. Forget these little small time hoes. <laughs> you need to get yourself a Beyonce to devour. <laughs> Great historical warriors and successful leaders in the political realm. They're all devourers and more than likely Luciferians in this manner. To a Luciferian life is as it is. Cruelty and devouring are the way things are. So why not adapt? Ooh, that's deep. Oh boy. Ooh, that's deep. Let me read that again. Cruelty and devouring are the way of things. So why not adapt? This is what goes on in their minds. This is not some regular old person. This is not what you're seeing when you when you see these people. You are in a system of devourment as far as hierarchies of devourment. You are in a food chain. They say, they say, fuck a salad, fuck a burger, fuck a steak. No, we need to feast on the highest, on the highest part of the food chain, which is human beings. This is a conscious decision to do this. <coughs> some are born in it. Some are initiated into it. This is a way of life. This is a, <laughs> this is a culture of development. <laughs> but just remember, you are in a system of development on planet Earth, whether you like it or not. Why not admit the obvious and become good at it? All else is simply an illusion. Oh boy. Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. There is only one reality, and that is acquiring the power to devour up the hierarchy biologically, personally, socially, and politically. Luciferians must take power from other beings by absorbing their, en their energy, vitality, and life force. This is why all them artists run into these. Uh, they run anywhere. They run. This is why they run into drugs. This is why they run into addiction. This is why they 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 go to prison. This is why they're in a system of development and don't even know it. Their energy is being devoured and they don't even know it at, at you know, depending on who you are, you may not even know it. 
it leaves them open and something has to fill this void you had loon out here well, who was it loon? no it wasn't loon uh it g depp g depp what was it special delivery was it i think he did that song uh this guy he was like look i did it i did the murder 10 years later it was me i did it like you decide that you want to admit that now he probably felt like he needed to go to prison he's being devoured his vitality is gone his life force is depleted eating plant life or animal flesh is the only one only way to absorb energy luciferians must know how to draw energy from other sources as well luciferians need to expand their diet because the simple physical devouring of plants or animals cannot provide sufficient light excuse me not provide sufficient energy and power to scale the hierarchy see a regular meal ain't enough Benny Hanna's ain't enough <laughs> Portillo's it's not enough we need more we need some we need a greater substance to devour the way to the top Luciferians have also learned how to ingest the emotional cognitive and spiritual energies of human prey um, I don't want to keep saying Luciferians. I'm saying Lucifer, Luciferians, Luciferians, Luci. I'm tired of saying that, man. They, they say this shit way too much in this book. But listen, uh, let's see here. Like any successful predator, okay, fine. <laughs> I say Luciferians again. Fine. Like any successful predator, Luciferians have have to find a, a way to expand their food resources. Just as an omnivorous predator, predators are mo- more successful than their strictly carnivorous competitors. So too, Luciferians are likely to be more successful than their non-Luciferian human competitors because their food sources will include in addition to plants and animal life, the full range of human energies offered up from the body to the soul. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's being the en- the energy that's being devoured is necessarily going to the soul because, you know, we learn that the soul is it, it, it lies dormant. It's kind of attached to the person, but it is not at the same time. When you die, that is when your soul is woken up because that's what you go back to or that's what you want to go back to, the source of it all. So, I, you know, so it says the body to the soul. I mean, you know, the soul itself, I mean, come on, we could, it, it, it's just a never ending study. It's a never ending study, but they're saying that plants and animals are not enough. You need human energies. And this is and 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 Puff's human energies are his artists. Puff's human energies are his employees. <laughs> like that. 
like that choreographer. <laughs> he was he was looking at in a certain way. He shut her down. Oh, that's him devouring. He's in his element. Cause she can't say nothing. She's just an employee. He's watching her uh, 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 squirm. He's watching her put her hands through her hair. All the defensive um, um, uh, uh, body movements <laughs> that she's doing. Yeah, he's getting off on that. But Cassie and, and Kim Porter, this is a part of one of his 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 prime devourments and this and this is going to explain why in this somewhere we'll, we'll get to it uh let's see here um what else we got okay we know that they eat emotional energies of the victims they practically okay okay they practically drain those around them leaving the victims What is it? Des- desiccated, exhausted, confused, despairing, and depressed. This is this is this is bad boy records. If you not if you didn't come out rich and bad boy records, this was you. This was you. If you ain't make off good and bad boy records, if you was one of them artists that like Craig Mack, like G Depp like loon who i believe is in prison and all of a sudden he's muslim um (laughs) biggie biggie dead this is all a system of devourment they practically drain those around them leaving their victims desiccated exhausted confused despairing depressed oh can we add dead dead leave the leave their victims dead too Victims can seldom articulate the source of their depression. They just feel drained, lifeless, and empty. You ever been around somebody like that? Yo, I've been around so many people. I have a conversation with them maybe for, for, for two, three minutes. I feel like I got to sit down. I feel like, I, man, I feel like... Feel like somebody just put a spell on me <laughs> some damn air magic i'm like what's i gotta get my head right i gotta go back and get some air i gotta drink some water i gotta get away from this person i have to get away from it these are these type of energetic vampires and they may and more more than likely they don't even know that they are but they are imagine how these people under puff feel they under siege every day. They on the menu every day. Hmm. Who should who should I have? I think I'll have a little bit of total. I have a side of making of the band. Um, let's see here. Uh Carl Thomas. Carl Thomas. Yeah, I have a little bit of that Carl Thomas too. This is how he's <laughs> this is how he's operating. This is how they all operate. All strong emotions are good food. Fear, hate, love, jealousy, anger, joy. Luciferians learn to absorb them all. See, this is something. This, see, man. Man, I love, I love 
things like this. I love the study like this because they're showing you that, see, this is not a good or bad thing. We're not talking about good and evil, let's say. We're just talking about these people see things for what it is. They see the esoteric side of existence. They see the hidden side of existence and they're like, look, we just see it for we just trying to benefit. We're not trying to play this game. They understand that they're in a prison and they're like, look, instead of being a prisoner, trying to make my prison cell look the best and feel like home. Nah, we going to run this asylum. We running it. This is how they operate. And the, and the prisoners are their food source or their main food source, I should say. They don't all this hate, love, jealousy, anger. They take it all and absorb it. You mad? They absorbing it. If you happy, even better, cause I'ma take that too. See, this is how. Now, this is how everybody really, in a way, should operate. Now, I'm not telling you to be part of these hierarchies of devouring human energy but i'm saying when you don't take things personally see we take things too personally and that's where we lose that's where we lose the opportunity to draw from the energy because that's the only thing that these people are doing that's the only thing these people are doing is drawing from it all. They're drawing from it all. And this is a lesson to learn for anybody that. And this is kind of, you know, mundane way, but I'm saying if you're transmuting energy, if no, let, let's say this, if you're just a studier, if you're just an observer, if you're are trying to um learn how to move energy understand energy transmute the energy this is how you got to do it you got to do it indiscriminately i'm not saying become a part of these cults i'm just saying what you do in your own personal life you draw from it all because it's not personal there's nothing it's they said it here this this is nothing but an illusion Use it all to your benefit. Holy glory. Holy glory. <laughs> let's, let's go further. Let's see here. Luciferians are especially attracted to individuals who have a healthy emotional life, who feel the depth of human emotion and who can therefore be drained of its vital energy right there. This is not no domestic abuse we talking here. This is a system of devourment. They pick people that have healthy emotional, that has a healthy emotional life. Who feel the depth of human emotion. Now, who can do that? Who has a healthy emotional life? Who, who understands the depth of human emotion more than women. I 
I'll wait. Who understands love more than a woman? Who can, who can, who, who's the nurturer? Who's the natural nurturer? Who has this emotional intelligence, uh, this maturity far younger than men? Uh, excuse me, but way before men do. <laughs> it's women. So quite naturally, I would think personally, I would think that women would be damn near on the on on the top of that food chain higher than men, higher than men are, to be honest with you than men are and this is who puff surrounds itself with is women who have a healthy emotional life and who feel the depth of human emotion see when i look at kim porter that that's what i see now i'm not gonna cassie is a different story but a kim porter to me embodies that i'm not saying cassie you know she can't relate, but I see that with Kim Porter. No doubt. She's the perfect host to, to, to for a predator. She's the perfect prey for a monster like this. But this is the type of people that they look for. Luciferians never truly return to reciprocate attention, love, or affection, but they absorb it, use it, and hoard it. They consciously set out to destroy healthy emotion by devouring it. Devouring does two things. First, it drains the victim. Second, it strengthens the, the devourer. By taking in and absorbing this emotional energy, the Luciferian transforms it into a useful predator power. They are taking this energy, they're absorbing it, they're using it, but they also using it to become greater predators. Okay, I'm going to start saying, okay, there's two words they say a lot, Luciferian and devourer. Um, you know what? I'm I'm liking this word devour, devourment, devourers, devoury, <laughs> whatever. I'm gonna start saying devour instead of luciferians because, you know, most people they think oh it's automatically dark and all of that stuff. So we're gonna say uh, devourers. Devourers have to ensure that the victim is totally infatuated and enthralled with no one and nothing else luciferians drop oh, there we go again <laughs> luciferians thrive on the admiration and devotion given to them by victims because they have learned how to absorb it as food so they have to ensure that the victims is totally infatuated and enthralled see this is they give them the lifestyle they give them the treatment they take them, oh, let's go shop and play, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He takes his he takes his his friends, his girls, whoever, he takes them shopping. So they can become infatuated and enthralled by the lifestyle. 
So obviously they stick around to be a meal. Let's see. In order to ensure a steady flow of such admiration, Luciferian must use all of his charisma and influence to ensure the victim cuts ties with family, friends, and other close contacts. They see these family and friends, these people that you grew up with, these people that raised you, these, these are where you get your morals. These are where you get your foundation from. These are where you get how you live your life. When you live alone, what they showed you comes out. If they ain't show you nothing, well, you in trouble. But this is where the foundation comes from. Once you get rid of the family and friends and all the rest of that stuff, now you can you can strip that foundation and replace it with something else. This is why they isolate these people they isolate these females they isolate uh their girls and all of this stuff this is why puff is is showing his jealous streak this is my food not yours uh um <laughs> what's his name <laughs> what's his name uh man on the moon this is <laughs> this is my food nah chill playboy blow his car up it's how he gets down He's willing to blow somebody's car up so they can get so they can get the message. Stay away from my stay away from my food. The victim must be disconnected from activities, hobbies, habits, and interests that provide that provide happiness, stability, and refreshment because those outside activities might prove him might excuse me, might provide him with enough strength and energy to challenge or even break free of the predator. The victim must be isolated and cut off from all other potential sources to which the emotional to which emotions might be connected. This, ensure, this ensures that all energy will be directed to the Luciferian and also that the victims will eventually collapse. This is why they keep you on drugs. This is why they keep something in your cup. This is why they keep you in these clubs. This is why they live. This is why they keep them around this lifestyle. This is a lifestyle of mind control. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Okay. Uh, collapse is desirable. Devourers seldomly drain just one victim endlessly, allowing her to recover just enough to continue a cycle of devouring. They do not allow the victim time to recover for two reasons. First, the victim might gain enough strength to pull away, and this would mean defeat. Defeat is not just loss of food, but an actual drainage of Luciferian vitality. Ooh, I don't even remember reading this. So if they break free from the mind control like a Kim Porter did. If they break free from the mind control, this is a detriment to the Luciferian. This means that they no longer have the control and energetically 
they don't have that they they can no longer they don't no longer have their host that host has broken free they don't have that energy source anymore they don't have that power and control i can see someone second guessing themselves after that say i showed you this whole lifestyle i kept you on drugs i kept the pills popping i kept that hennessy in the cup <laughs> that <laughs> i kept the don p in the cup and after all of that showed you this lifestyle showed you these vacations after all of that you still broke free yeah puffy feeling it now yeah he he might be losing his protection he probably lost his his little protection they they might be moving away from him might be setting him up um let's see here um so first the victim might gain enough strength to pull away and this would mean defeat the defeat is not just a loss of food but an actual drainage of luciferian vitality energy is depleted through the loss i am not clear about the actual details of this process but it partly rests upon the notion that the luciferian connects so closely with with his prey that if his victims were to rip away prematurely then part of the luciferian would go at the same time this is a whole energetic thing wow wow this is a whole energetic connection that when broken i could see this strengthening the host to a whole nother level and to the predator oh boy oh boy the tears of a clown man i i don't even remember reading this this is fascinating this is really 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 fascinating um and even the author admits that you know he doesn't even really know about this whole process and 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 how it works but that seems to be a key factor um in addition, the Luciferian would experience an immediate loss of pride and self-esteem. Right. Pride, power, and success are everything to a Luciferian. So losing a victim means experiencing the unbearable emotions of shame, powerless, powerlessness, and failure. Maybe Puff has shown that he ain't got as much control of these hoes as he thought. Maybe that's why they're stepping away from him. Maybe that's why. Maybe he didn't have that control over Cassie. He didn't have that control over Kim Porter. He didn't have that control, well, whoever, whoever else. Because now people coming out, they don't, <laughs> they coming out the woodwork talking about Puff. He don't have the control, at least over his main subjects. He didn't have the control that he thought. It makes him look weak. It's in his circle. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Maybe you not the nigga we thought you was. <laughs> Maybe you need to bring back the shiny suits, perhaps. Second, <laughs> there is a kind of rush when a victim finally collapses and breaks. This rush provides a fresh impulse of energy. If emotional, 
devouring can be compared to making love, then the victim's final collapse is the orgasm following foreplay. Luciferians believe that upon reaching the victim's final, excuse me, final emotional breaking point, something essential and deeply satisfying passes from the victim to the predator. That means when Big died, oh, oh, happy day. Puff was doing a dance in the damn hospital room and <laughs> with nobody probably in there. And they talking about, well, and I'm sure it did happen. He was crying. <laughs> that shit was funny <laughs> how Gene Dill described it. He said, um, everybody in the hospital crying. And he was like, yo, Gene, yo, Gene, we just got to pray, playboy. We we just got to pray. Gene, Gene looked at him. He was like, pray? Pray for what? That nigga dead. <laughs> <laughs> And pray for what? That nigga dead. <laughs> and he was right. Big was dead already when they took him out the uh when they took him out that truck, he's dead or he already pissed on himself. He was gone already. And they talk about we gotta pray. understand how the cognitive energy can be devoured we have to look at the core identity which refers to the victim's cognitive center the location of core beliefs about self world and reality core identity can be understood as as a complex union of a number of forces genetics gender environmental influences and so on as identity develops within the individual, a web or a network or, or of related beliefs about self-reality and other people is created. The belief system is a foundation upon which the individual maintains safety, security, and sanity. It seems to be the source from which decisions are made to meet basic needs such as nourishment, love, and self-actualization. By core identity, I mean the belief the beliefs, value, schemes, and self-assessment by which each of us identify ourselves with. Um, let's see here. Uh, to better understand this, it might be useful to think of beliefs as layered from surface. All right. Um, da, 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 using systems theory approach. Uh, the Luciferian has to rely on accumulated personal power charisma and innovation all right um the object of focus is thus both the lure and design to attract to attract the victim and the key to open up his his core identity once attracted enthralled and entranced the victim then opens herself once a once open she becomes available for cognitive devouring that is the luciferian can feed feed from the core and obtain the okay all right psychological assaults is the process by which an individual an individual 
or group utilizes known techniques to systematically assault, break down, and replace a targeted individual's core identity for purpose of dominance and control. These are the mind games. These are the, these are methods of mind control. They call it psychological assaults. Psychological assaults have been reported and investigated under a variety of names. Thought reform, coercive uh, persuasion, behavioral control. These are all forms of mind control. Um, these, methods, these methods are also uh, in all of these universities this is why I'm very skeptical of these people, these famous people that uh, have went to school in Harvard and Yale and Oxford. These are all uh, hubs of mind control. They teach methods of these psychological assaults. Some of them are victims of these psychological assaults. Some key points emerge psychological assaults is a process. It happens over time and is ongoing. This implies some kind of relationship between the abuser and the abuse. Thus, we find that psychological assaults occurs between parents and children and marriages between employer and employee and so on. There you go. These mind games are everyday life. We all experience these type of things. Uh, technology has only one purpose to assault and break down a targeted individual's core identity when healthy when healthy one's core identity is open positive vibrant and vital when unhealthy a core identity renders the person unworthy hopeless isolated and drained psychological assault technology attempts to create a negative or even a self-destructive core identity and it's target. This is why a lot of these victims turn to suicide or suicidal acts. They turn to more drugs, which can also be uh, a part in suicidal act. They turn to recklessness. So why would anybody want to deliberately and systematically destroy a person's core identity? Oh, by the way, when I started that uh, last paragraph, the technology, they're not talking about technology itself. They're talking about psychological technology. Um, so why would anyone want to deliberately and systematically destroy a person's core identity? After all, what, what use is a person bent on self-destruction? The reason is simple, dominance and control. If I wish to control you, I may have some trouble if your core identity is strong. Once again, this includes your family, friends, community, your hobbies, the things that, that free up your mind, the things that strengthen your mind. This is all a part of your core identity. These things must be removed. You must be isolated. So I think this is pretty obvious. This is this is pretty obvious um, uh, about the core identity, mind control. Um, 
Luciferians utilize the technology of psychological assaults to break down their target's core identity and then feed on their energy released by this breakdown. Yeah. Okay. Um... Oh, here we are. Okay, I think uh, we're gonna read this, and okay, we're gonna read this, and 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 uh, we're definitely gonna wrap this up, cause I I think we kind of get it, you know, with without being reading too much and being overly detailed. I think this is uh, quite obvious. Um, but let's read this, cause I think uh, this is important. Um, Uh, let me read this. Um, political demagogues, religious cultists, and leaders of mass movements are familiar with the process. We know the Jim Jones of the world, not the dipset Jim Jones, not the balling Jim Jones, not the one who's uh, uh, average to below average rapper Jim Jones. We talking about Jim Jones, the the cult leader, that the preacher, the man that had all of those people killed, whether they dr- drank the uh, the the poison, the poison Kool Aid, or whether they got shot, he still lured all those people there, and all those uh, hundreds of people died. Jim Jones, um, um, you know the cult leaders all of them but these are the methods that they use as well um but they're saying these are these psychological assaults are used by political uh demagogues religious cultists and leaders of mass movements are all they're all familiar in fact a lot of these are government taught a lot of these people are government taught. Timothy Leary was uh, a government agent. This man was high on. Um, this man was 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 he was the one that was um, the vanguard of using acid. He was the vanguard of this. I believe he's the guy that was like uh, tune in, turn on, and drop out. Telling everybody to drop out of society and do these damn drugs here and become hippies so we can study your ass. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Oh, we we gonna get into that another day too. We definitely gonna get into that. But uh, let's read this quick. I want to wrap this up. Um, the process c- could be compared to biological imprinting. Just as a little duckling would accept the first moving object it sees as mother, so too a victim of psychological assault will imprint a new identity implanted by the abuser. Man. Oh, okay. See? Come on now. I mentioned Jim Jones, and here we go. If I believe Jim Jones is God, only an agent on earth... That I therefore owe him unquestioning loyalty and trust. Then when he asks me to drink deadly poison. <laughs> yes, I'll drink the Kool-Aid, Mr. Jim Jones. Um, <laughs> when he asks me to drink deadly poison, I, I will do it willingly. Okay, let's, 
yeah this is this is obvious um right the precise nature of the implanted identity system or object of focus varies from abuser to abuser some implant their own pathological problems hence the abused child later on in life becomes the abuser just like the abuse just like the abusive parent some abusers implant religious notions of identity the abused person is de- uh, defined by his or her adherence to an ideal ideological correct set of attributes other abusers implant therapeutic notions of correct identity therapy itself can be a process of of a psychological assault in which the therapist implants a favorite identity system into the client victim oh boy oh boy you know therapy has become quite a huge thing right now all of a sudden that all of these uh, these therapeutic networks are popping up better help all of these things is popping up these things are just more system it seems like oh man we're getting somewhere in life we need more therapy no these people are using these therapy systems and i'm not saying all therapists but some of these systems of therapy are being used as hubs of mind control and also they are, are used to collect data data on people and on individuals this is nothing but a study this is nothing but a psychological study so now you go into better help thinking I need someone to talk to and they and they really studying you breaking you down and they might even send you home with one of these psychological assaults imprinting your mind with certain thought with certain thought patterns or ideas man I want to do more research on that that's very very interesting um the, ter- the therapist implants a favorite identity system into the client or victim. Okay, it says recent books such as Making Monsters by, uh, I don't know how to say his name, O-F-S-H-E, Offshe, okay, Offshe, Ofshe, and The Myth of Repressed Memory by loftus by loftus okay explore the manipulation used by therapists okay i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna look these books up making making monsters and the myth of repressed memory definitely gonna um look those up the same can be said for political and educational movements that care less for their followers or pupils development than for their own ideological definitions of reality the foundation of psychological assault rests on the nature of power and control dominance and submission the idea is simple to control man control what he believes to be true control what he believes to be true 
control his core identity. Your core identity is something that's got to be protected. A lot of these men are out, especially when this is, we have these conversations all the time at work. It's so funny. We have time to have these conversations, which I enjoy. We talk about, this is the whole older man with a younger female. How he's older, he's experienced. And so at a certain age, if a if a 30 if a 30 year old is with an 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, or even if they're younger in some some of these guys' cases, they're grooming. They're stripping them of their core identity and molding them into what they see fit. And on a higher level, this is definitely what these people are doing. But what they're doing is they're not doing it to, they're doing it for dominance. They're doing it control with the ultimate goal is to steal their vitality, steal their life force. Okay, let's read this little bit and uh, we'll, we'll call it a night. What time? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think two, two and some change is enough. Okay, um, Luciferian predators are attracted to spiritual traditions, emphasizing complete surrender of personality, past, identity, and calamity while... Oh, excuse me, <laughs> carnality, while promising initiation through transformation and rebirth. In such traditions, the victim is eager and willing to lower all defenses and 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 hand over self-control. The goal is self-annihilation, meaning the destruction of the ego and other lower order aspects of self. As emphasized in various New Age Eastern and charismatic Christian traditions, uh, in the hands of loving and compassionate spiritual guide, such trust can be viewed. Okay. Um, I want to go back to that. Predators are attracted to spiritual traditions. Yeah. Emphasizing complete surrender of personality, past, identity, and carnality. By promising initiation through transformation and rebirth. Oh boy. This is Christianity. This is Christianity. Whether we like it or not. Friend of mine told me this story today. He told me this story today, in fact. Of how he was in the military. And obviously, they they always got you doing something in the military, keeping you up, not letting you sleep. So after all this work, everybody needs to find time to get a break. So to kind of fit in a break, he went to church. It's a perfect time to go to break. He's saying other people went there just to go to sleep. But during service... They were so caught up in the actual service 
I'm sure they was given a great sermon and all this and, and all of that good old all of that good old pulpit stuff. They beca- they were emotionally invested. See, this is what these this is why these Luciferians talk about God and Jesus and I want to thank God and I want no. No, they ain't about that. They're promoting this because these are religions that leave you open. It leaves a part of you open because they're talking about when you become, it's like becoming born again. When you're becoming born again, you leave in that old, uh, you know, well, they become born again and then fuck up on a weekend, go to the strip club, do all of that stuff, and then come back, you know, um, Sunday. You know, and they're good for the rest of the week until Friday, Saturday. Then Sunday is back to regular stuff. You know how it is, but let's just say you're becoming born again. You're leaving that old personality. You're leaving that behind. You're leaving all of your, your the past that you're not so proud of. You know, um, um, giving blowjobs at, at, uh, <laughs> by the dumpster. You know, slapping hoes. You leaving that past behind you. You leaving that identity behind you. And this is what, this is what um, something like Christianity promotes. This is what Luciferians are into. They want people like this. If you willing to give up, if you willing to give up your past and stuff like that and, and all that stuff in place of a religion, should you give that up? in case for them to mold something else <laughs> mold you becoming a host um <laughs> uh in such traditions the victim is eager and willing to lower all defenses and hand over self-control the goal is oh yeah self-annihilation okay luciferians thrive on unquestioning obedience and adoration and feel great pleasure in the ability to command strict unquestioning obedience from obedience from their followers. They don't want to hear a lot of lip. Just like he told that choreographer, he don't want to hear no lip. If Cassie talked back, he not trying to hear no lip. Unquestioning obedience. The end. Spiritual traditions emphasizing trans ecstasy euphoria and rapture as a way of knowing also attract luciferians to enter the to enter these states the searcher has to release her conscious rational mind let go of all defenses and fall into the sheer power of experience man listen huh Listen, we can we, we can do a part two of this book, you know, if 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 someone is interested. Fascinating, fascinating book. I mean, edited by Bobby Hemet, it, it gets no better. It, it gets no better than this. And I know he found great worth in this research as much as I do. But this is the system that you and I are under, whether you like it or not, 
all of these people decided to do is say, we're not just going to play the game. We're going to we're going to run the game. We're going to be on top of the food chain. And that's the only difference for right or wrong. How can I personally, for me personally, how could I really fault somebody for that mindset? That's that's a matter of fact, a matter of factly mindset, which I enjoy that talk. (laughs) I like people that talk a matter of factly. And although I wouldn't engage in this type of behavior, I can see where they're coming from and I can understand it. And I can take out little bits and pieces of of what to use and use it for my own benefit. This is fascinating work. Like I said, I don't want to I don't want to. When it comes to somebody like, and once again, and Diddy ain't no, he ain't got no power. We realize that if you look at the court case with him and uh, what was it? Uh, the Daily Own, I think it was Daily Own tequila or vodka or whatever. I never drink Daily Own a day in my life, but they basically saying he talking about, well, they owe me some money and and all this stuff. They like, listen, we only paid you to sponsor to these ghetto people the end they'll listen to you they'll listen to you so quite frankly we don't owe you any money so they puff ain't got no power they they put this man in his place in the court documents they put this man in his place in the worst way you nothing but a negro that's on the poster sell now sell 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 the vodka sell the tequila and and be on your way because we're not paying you no money you ain't got nothing to do with this operation and at this point i think it's worthy to question whether p diddy sean mr sean combs has the protection that he once did because it's looking like that protection is slowly dissolving around him and i think a part of that reason why it is dissolving around him is because a he can't control none of these hoes anymore cassie kim porter rest in peace these women have broken away and now they want money well at least cassie on, on cassie and a calling according to um boy i love that lady um uh one of <laughs> one of our great spiritual co-workers sloan she says that, you know, Kim is is on the other side and saying, nah, this ain't over. Boy, she was on point saying this stuff. She's basically saying like, oh, no, it's not over, player. This just the beginning. And she and basically it was predicted the time that Cassie would sue. The time that she was sued, she almost got, I think she got it. She hit it right on the button. I'm like, Damn boy she she 
you can't say oh she's um oh she's a hack she's a, she's a fake uh, uh a psychic reader and all this stuff nah she hit it she hit it on a button so yeah I, I i definitely gotta i definitely gotta give it a credit i gotta bigger up sloan you doing your thing yeah man love you love you love your work she said that other people would come out and and talk about surviving p diddy she said this so i feel like his um his protection is slowly dissolving people are definitely moving away from him i don't know maybe they can put him into uh uh this in this godfather position i i don't think so at this point because a he can't control no hoes no more and b which as according to this book shows weakness and he's not trying to look weak in his circle but also B, I feel like his his protection is dissolving because I don't think he has any influence anymore. I don't think he has influence. Ciroc now sells itself. They don't need him to sell it. Ciroc sells itself. And and honestly, I think Ciroc is probably the only um, besides this De Leon thing which I don't even think is a popular you, you're going to find that in, in, in the neighborhood they don't have that in no high end liquor stores they're not going to have that in no high end liquor stores it's only going to be in your hood stores but Ciroc now sells itself they don't need him to sell it so what else is he what else is he doing what else what worth is he really showing because it's not in music anymore he hasn't made anything relevant in music in in 20 years. Could be longer. Could be longer. He's done nothing. What artist is he finding? He can't even produce anymore. He can't even he can't even direct anymore because the sound of music has has changed. It, it, it's not you you can't just take I can't I take hits from the 80s yeah yeah you can't just do that anymore <laughs> the music the soundscape has changed it's completely changed so he can't even produce anymore what worth does this man have I think little to none Jay-Z has more I guess influence not not over me <laughs> not over my circle but some of these people that look up to him, some of these dumbass humans that look up to uh, Scar from from the Lion King, they look up to him. <laughs> so, so he has more influence than Puff. Puff done spread itself way too thin, way too thin. So they're gonna keep eating at his funds, and not only that. Okay, allegedly, this is my opinion. I'm gonna need somebody to come in and some some somebody gonna come and, and back me up. But I don't even believe that the these these so-called oh I'm a billionaire, I'm a billionaire, which how? How? You you done sold off the bad boy, uh uh you done gave excuse me, you done gave the masses back. You done gave the the, the masses back to the artists, which 
of course you gave it back when they're 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 worthless but so what worth do you have bad boy is a, a defunct record label it's done what worth do you have to the world even his appearance and you can see even his appearance has grown darker and i ain't talking about his damn complexion i'm talking about his eyes i okay you know what it's gonna a little late but i don't care if i get three hours you get through this or you don't so puff is somebody when i was young bad boy biggie specifically puffy really caught my imagination as a youngster after big died in our hearts we wanted puff to win after that we wanted bad boy to win after that because they still had relatively okay artists they still had your total they still had 112 um, they still had Carl Thomas. They still had, um, excuse me. They still had the locks. They still had quality artists. So we wanted to see Bad Boy win. So when that Puff Daddy and the Family album came out, boy, I had to have it boy i had to have this album boy when victory came out shit was like a i don't even know a a, a, a 10 minute video <laughs> when it came out i mean it was like a hollywood movie he's he's hanging off the he, he's going through the alley in the truck and the sparks is flying everywhere and explosions and uh, Buster Rhymes look like a, a, a fucked up scarecrow <laughs> on top of the building and stuff like that. We never seen this was the million dollar. This was the beginning of these million dollar budgeted videos. I had to have this album. Missing You was a smash hit. Victory is my damn near my number one gym song to this day I had to have this album I remember we were at I'm gonna take y'all back listen I need my millennials <laughs> I need my millennials to stand up right now do we remember the Wiz? Nobody beats the Wiz. Uh, listen, Gen X, we're not talking about y'all. I'm talking about millennials. Okay, we can add in Gen X too. We know y'all remember. But my millennials, I believe we were at the Wiz, I believe. Couldn't have been Tower Records. Believe it was the Wiz. We were in there. I had to have this album. I bugged my mom. I just kept. Yo, I kept bugging. I damn near cried to have this album. I kid you not. She didn't get me Big Willie style. She didn't get me Big Willie style. It came out the same year. <laughs> but she got me Puff Daddy and the family. I believe, did she get me the tape or the CD? I don't remember. I was still using tapes. 
Okay, I don't remember. No, no, no. Had to be a tape. Definitely a tape. And I had this album, and it, it just it captured my my imagination. I mean, it was as big as them damn shiny suits. This was the beginning of the shiny suit era, <laughs> which was a terrible era, by the way. Looking back, okay music, but terrible era. But I've been looking at Puff since then. And since then, throughout every, each, each, each year, every decade that's gone by, this man has looked different and different and different to now. I see this incarnation of Puff Daddy. He looks terrible. His complexion has grown darker. But more importantly, his eyes, look at his eyes. His eyes have grown darker. He, he reminds, I see him and I, I don't see the Puff Daddy from 97. I see a man that is, that has lost, he has lost, I think he's lost vitality. I think he's lost um, life. He's lost life. He's lost that kind of that 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 upbeat. Now every now and then he's out here dancing. He's dancing around the house and he's doing. But that don't mean that don't mean shit. That don't mean nothing. You you just doing this for cameras. This man looks lifeless. There's no there's no passion in his eyes. There's no goodness in his eyes. All of that shit from the past looks like it's resurfacing. He looks like a ghoul. <laughs> like like that uh, Lil Wayne. What's a goon to a goblin? He looks like a ghoul. I don't see the same puffy. And the eyes tell the story. I don't see... And, 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 you know, I felt this way for a long time and I know it's true because our other spiritual co-worker, the great Titan Seer Grant, I'm going to say that the great Titan Seer Grant said the same thing. And I'm like, yo, I felt this for years now because we've been watching them. I've been watching them since 96, 90, no, 94, 95. 96 97 and up to now this man looks terrible he looks lifeless he looks soulless and i'm sure and 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 part of this <laughs> apparently a part of this is because of those that have broken away from him most importantly, Kim Porter. Most importantly, a Cassie. These these were his number one hosts besides the uh besides the uh um besides the body of Biggie and the legacy of Biggie he'd been um eating off of sucking the blood out of <laughs> you still leeching on that corpse puff? <laughs> still leeching on that Biggie corpse. 
I don't know why the mom didn't get more money than she should have had. But anyway, yeah, this is, this is, this, this man does not look well. And fortunately or unfortunately, they could be setting him up for the fall. He might end up like his other, uh, his, his, his mentor, his fellow devouring mentor, Andre Harrell (laughs) might end up like him in the end. Cause it's all self. If you doing that like this, oh, it's all self annihilating. It's all self annihilation. Could be for devourer and devouree. So this is a, a fascinating read. Like I said, if you can get your hands on it, get your hands on it. Um, this is uh, this is not for the for the weaker heart. This is not for the weaker heart. Um, you could believe it don't believe it i don't really care what you do <laughs> this is the study for tonight and uh as of now my night is over so like i say man i want to say peace to y'all we catch you next time man <laughs>